0: Greetings Drummers, I am the Game Master Devon, also known as Karma, and let's introduce our players.
1: My name is Adam, I am playing the Shadowrunner named Bayeko Ashitani, also known as Tiger, when Shadowrunning. Hi, I'm Aliyah. I am playing Sky Miller, and Shadowrunner name is Storm. Hi, my name is Autumn, I'm playing Artemis, and my Shadowrunner
2: name is Cerberus.
0: And with that... Here's a recap of what happened last week on an Absolute dreadstorm podcast.
2: About a minute and a half sure he goes down. I'm going to say it's your time, boys. Trust me about the detonator.
1: Let's roll initiative. After dropping the dude to the ground, he rips the katana out and in one motion takes a step forward and swings around to try and swing out like heavy. So, you quickly launch into the
0: room, just this, like, water goes straight into the room and instantly, like, ignites in flame and it kind of bursts out in a small, like, a a small circle of just watery fire, kind of covers the ground. So, yeah, with that, you go to kind of, you walk up behind him, kind of pull out your pistol, take the shot, and just as that, he kind of shifts and, like, leans up a bit and it kind of hits him directly in the back spinal
1: area. Can I attempt to put his ass on the ground?
0: Uh, yeah, you kind of just... Run up to him, and with his momentum, you kind of take advantage of it, and you shove him straight up. there Kind of rips his body from it. You see his fingers almost rip out of his sockets, and he kind of stands up. He looks like fingerless. He's like barely holding on to it. He looks at you, dripping blood from his fingers, and like almost concrete as well. Falls over, blood drops to the ground, and it dies down as you all kind of stand there. It's kind of heavily breathing, standing there, dealing with your wounds. It grows quiet, as you have eliminated the yellowheads. Hi there, everyone. So, bad news. We don't have any stories from karma this time around, but I'm stepping in as Devin to talk to you quite a bit. Um, So, we recently passed 100 listens on the podcast, and I just wanted to thank everyone very much. It might not seem like terribly too much, but it does mean quite a bit to me, who dedicates maybe one too many hours on (laughs) editing the podcast and planning for it. Um... So I just wanted to say thank everyone very much for that. Uh, I really appreciate it, and I hope we can continue to grow. And now for some shameless plugging. Uh, So firstly, we do have a Twitter, which I have announced a few times, uh, but I'm going to keep announcing it because, you know, why not? Uh, We make frequent tweets over there, and, you know, I'd love to go over there. And, you know, uh, if you had any questions or wanted to talk to me about anything, I'd love to uh, talk to you there. Um, But as of this morning, Tuesday morning, Tuesday the 18th, Um, if I remember to set it up in time, uh, we do have a Patreon. Um, It's nothing yet. Um, The main things that are going to be on there is early access to episodes as well as posts where you can do monthly Q&As, and we will kind of you know record a small episode, release it there of all the Q&As. But I do have plenty of ideas for the future and a lot of content that will go up there. Um, But as of right now, since it's just getting launched, there's nothing I really have prepared to go on there quite yet. Um, plus if we do earn enough money through it, um, it'll allow me to invest in an editor and the quality of the podcast should go up from there just because with an editor, I'll be able to have them edit an episode and then I can go through and add a lot more sound effects and make it sound a lot better. Um, but yeah, be sure to check it out. There's going to be a link on our Twitter or you can search us up at an absolute direct storm on the Patreon and we'll be there. Um, it's the same logo as a podcast, so it's pretty easy to find. Um. And back to the episode. Uh, So this episode was a solo session with just Tiger and myself, where basically we decided that he was going to begin his initiation, but something else ended up turning up. Uh, Let's see, it's the 18th, so tonight we are actually streaming. So if you wanted to come in live, we're going to be at 8 p.m. Well, should be starting roughly 8 p.m. So yeah, be sure to tune in. Um, Thank you, everyone, and enjoy the episode. So, this is going to basically take place... uh, Here, I'll let you know the initial, just what we're actually going to do. Basically, we are going to have your character. So, once you turn in the mission, you guys are going to have about a week of downtime, okay? Okay. This little quest line here is going to take place within that week. Go ahead and fully restore all of your health and edge. We'll just set you at zero. or to say you somehow... Either you managed to sleep successfully or something like that. But, so, go ahead and recover everything. So, you ended up calling the Johnson, turning in the job, um, and you pretty much told the Majesty, you know, the job's done. He's like, alright, I'll contact you when I got another job for you guys. Okay. Alright, so it was, let's see, we were starting the 21st, so it's,
2: what would you like to do for your downtime? Any skills you wanted to increase, learn...
1: Firstly, I would like to uh, take the whole actual the job that we just did. Yep, I'd like to basically clip that and uh, send it to G. I believe his name was.
2: Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh. So
0: yeah, you send it over to G. So you open up the his little like um, business card that you kind of have saved, and you notice it's a different number than when you originally got it. Oh, it changes uh,
1: on its own, that's sick.
0: Yes, changes completely on its own. And so you send it over to him uh, through comm files or whatever. And about a minute later or so, you get a response. Um, uh, it just seems you kind of hear it in his voice, but it looks normal. And he essentially tells you, Congratulations, you've completed your quota for this month. And that's pretty much all he says. All right, um, shit.
1: Holloway payment.
0: Um, you do remember that you don't get payment unless you submit more than one.
1: Oh, I see. Video, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad.
0: It's basically first video is like kind of like that's the debt you are paying back. That's what you owe him. It's one video every month. Any extra videos you get, you get paid for.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. It's the twenty first of this month.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Well, oh uh, let's see. I think it might be, you guys probably left and went to bed, so it's probably the 22nd morning, so Mm -hmm. Tuesday morning, just because the 21st is that night you guys did the attack. Gotcha. So it's probably the 22nd morning, and 22nd, we'll say it's about 10 a.m.
1: Understood. All right.
0: William. Um, okay. So, how does, how does, uh, uh, how does Bayeko? go? yeah. Bayeko, yeah. How does Bayego, um, go about this? Like, what does Bayego do to basically enter a meditation, long meditation
1: state? First, going to need a safe place to do said meditative state, so he'd probably go around and find a, uh, probably just a shitty hotel. Honestly, something that he can afford for at least a week.
0: Okay. Uh, so yeah, you are kind of walking through the streets. You're probably walking through kind of the poorer area, probably Auburn or Pail, Pail, up I can never pronounce that. Pialop? In, Pialop. walking through Auburn or Pialop. And suddenly, this kind of small kid kind of runs into you. Uh, kind of a small boy, about 10 years old looking. Uh, seems Asian. Uh, kind of wearing just raggedy clothes. Runs into you, kind of you know, bumps your chest and kind of looks up at you. He's like, Oh, sorry, sir. And he kind of takes off running. And you notice you now have a piece of paper in your hand.
1: Ooh. Baiko Kinda watches the kid run by. Is anything sus seem about?
0: Uh no, the kid just
1: runs along. Interesting. Okay. I apologize for how I look, I feel, and look like shit right now. <laughs> um yeah, Baiko's gonna keep walking and uh as he's walking kinda flip the paper open in his hand.
0: Uh, you pulled in the paper and you say it's written in Japanese. It reads They Saw You at the Joke. And it is signed to Akane.
1: Where is this, uh, place located? Do I know if there's a bar nearby is what I'm asking.
0: Alright, the armadillo. Uh, it's not terribly too far. It's, um, just above the, uh, airport.
1: Armadillo, awesome. Um... Yeah, Tiger's gonna... He gets the hint. It's pretty obvious who they is. If not the Yakuza, he would have assumed the uh, Draco Foundation. So he's going to go to the Armadillo and... uh, Buy this time. Kill some time.
0: Yeah, so you sit in there for a couple of hours. Um, You get there about 3 o'clock, so you got about 3 hours and 30 minutes. Uh, The place where they want you to meet is just about... 15 minute walk away um while you're there no one really pays you too much attention it's mostly a bunch of you know younger younger folks that are kind of you know hip with technology most of them aren't even talking to each other in person it seems Hmm. um but no one really pays you any attention as long as you just keep to your own
1: tiger's gonna try he's gonna sit at the bar because you know he's a single guy he's gonna do that you know that's the cool thing to do when we see it in movies he's gonna sit at the bar and he's going to uh anyone sits near him, he's going to attempt to chat and, uh... Yeah.
0: Yeah, so we'll say the first, uh, it's a young female dwarf. She looks to be about her... uh, How old is tiger?
1: Uh, I think 31 was what I put him as. Okay,
0: I thought so, too. Uh, she looks to be about probably her early 20s. And she just seems to kind of be sitting there. She kind of hops up onto the bar and just kind of doesn't pay you much mind. Um... You tried to engage in conversation with her, but she seems to just kind of ignore you. Until, you know, she, you say it a bit louder. She's just kind of like, oh, 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 hi, what what do you want?
1: Uh, just trying to, uh, strike up some friendly conversation. I mean, never hurts to, never hurts to try making a friend once in a while.
0: Ah, yeah, uh, did you, like, is this some metaphor? Did you need a job? Like, did you need something? Or, like...
1: You know? All right, yeah. Alright, no, never mind, I guess. Um.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm, just, I'm just checking. I don't... I, 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 I'm just... No, small yeah. talk,
1: small talk. No, it's, uh, okay, uh... Expensive.
0: Yeah, uh... 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 She kind of looks you up and down. Uh, uh, hey, hey, Mick. Um, can we get, a uh, Two cats piss, he's fan. And Mick kind of nods. <laughs> she looks back at you and gives you a grin. Sticks out her hand. The name is Jelly.
1: I see Jelly. Um Alright, yeah, I can I I can get behind that. And uh Baiko goes to shake hands and My name's Tiger. You come here often?
0: No, not terribly too often. I'm kinda I'm waiting for some business. Should be hearing about. She kinda looks down at her wrist, but there's nothing on there.
1: Um I don't
0: know, about thirty minutes or so. Uh what do you get for? Oh, um,
1: yeah, you know, got a little in over my head. Meeting in with a uh, informant in about looks down at watch that actually is on my wrist, because I'm not some AR loser, uh, in, in a couple hours. couple hours.
0: Pause, you are an AR loser. <laughs>
1: oh <laughs> you <I'm>... have. <laughs> not until, like, a few days ago. <laughs> when I look at my watch, just like an AR watch show up over my current watch that I'm wearing.
0: <laughs> you probably look at your watch, and it probably, like, kind of pops out. Like, the like uh, what kind of watch do you have? Do you have, like, digital or,
1: um... Uh, probably a... What? I don't remember what analog? yeah what do you call analog yeah, an yeah. analog uh, watch uh, not wearing like a Rolex but some- something kind of- it looks fancy but like if you actually look at it you can tell it's not anything fancy yeah
0: uh, it probably like has the analog
1: and then it pops out
0: in AR kind of like above it the digital time just for quick like reading probably also mm-hmm. lists like the date and the temperature outside and stuff like that
1: This is the first time Viago's looked at his watch since he got AR, so anyone who sees AR with him notices he kind of like jolts his head back slightly, confused.
0: (laughs) Jelly sees you kind of jump back. Uh, you good there? Uh, she looks you up and down. Ninja? Is that racist?
1: (laughs) Only a little bit. Um, No, I, uh... Only got, uh... Fuck, let me...
0: The bartender comes over, puts down two shots, and kind of fills them up with this thick yellow, like a thick, dark yellow. Cat's piss!
1: Let's go! Does it look and smell like cat's piss,
0: basically? Um, you can't smell it over all the like, people in here, and the other alcohols. You can't necessarily smell it unless you put it right up to your nose. Uh, but you're familiar with cat's piss, pretty much everyone is. It's yeah. not... It's, it's pretty much it's bottom like, of the barrel. Yeah, it's like you take cat piss and then whiskey and mix it uh, together. It's just
1: fun. Yeah. Good stuff, always. But uh, Tiger kind of pulls his shot closer to him, and uh, yeah, no, I only uh got access to the AR uh, a few days ago. Still kind of adjusting to it. It's a bit strange. A
0: few days ago. Wow. Imagine not being rich. Oh, yeah. Alright, fair. Uh, <laughs> got me there. Uh, so you said you got over your head. What'd you, uh, what'd you, uh, do? And she kind of holds out her shot to, like
1: clink it. Fico clinks the shot glasses together. Uh, you know, casual stuff. Um, did a job, killed a gang, may or may not have leveled the building. Yeah, dumb stuff, but, uh, you know, cheers to a long life as he takes his.
0: Take it down, throws on the table. Oh man, that trick. Oh, whew. I don't know why anyone drinks this. Oof. Um. Cheap buzz, buzz, problem. Yeah, very true. Um, you leveled the building, really? Were you? Yeah. Were you part of that thing with the yellow heads? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Alright, yeah. alright. Fair enough, I guess. Uh, you know, to their own. you know. I got I got a contact that was getting drugs from them, so. You know, I won't rat you out or anything.
1: Nah, you seem trustworthy. I, mean,
0: I don't even know who you are. You know, you got a dumb, you know, nickname, so.
1: <laughs> 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 says says a short stack named Jelly.
0: <laughs> Just gotta stop you. Okay. Um, I'll have you know. I make killer jello shots. So, just saying <laughs> that's where the name comes from. I anyways, see. And you two continue kind of talking back and forth. Unless you want to do anything specific with this. No, nah, not
1: particularly. Just small talk.
0: Yeah, uh, about about twenty five minutes will pass because so kind of like kind of like oh, in the middle of the conversation, kind of stopped. Like oh, all right, hey, uh, my guy's here. Um, I'll uh around cat
1: maybe see you later kind of does a little like wave thing and uh, goes back
0: pops yeah. off the table and go walks away and you see this kind of uh, bigger kind of humanoid um, walk up and you know the guy serving you drinks uh, so you're gonna pay for that oh so, yeah, uh, yeah yeah my eight bad. Uh, yeah
1: yeah yeah. Uh, transfers the funds eight million you said
0: yeah yeah all right. And time continue passes. Uh, you get a few more people that sit down near you, but no one terribly talks much. You have some small talk every now and then, but nothing too significant. And about about six o'clock.
1: Yeah, around six. Well, I assume that six o'clock is within walking distance of the. Uh...
0: Place is fifteen minutes away. You got to be there by six thirty. I give you a fifteen minute grace period.
1: Yeah. No, I'm gonna start moving out. <sighs>
0: Yeah, you start walking there. Um, let's
1: decide what gear do you have on you. Pretty much everything from the run. He uh, doesn't have anywhere to really leave his stuff. So comlink, no med kits. I'm assuming all my stuff was left with uh, Harley. Um. So at this right. point, really, the broken chameleon suit, the handgun, and the katana strapped on his back. Okay. Um, I believe is all I would have.
0: Do you have your sin patches or your
1: trauma patch? No, I didn't bring any of that on the uh, run. Time, I think.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know. Like you had to sleep somewhere last night, so that is know. true. So I imagine you probably would have been
1: back to somewhere. I'll take one of both then. Okay. The slap patch and the or the sin patch trauma patch.
0: Okay. Uh, do you have your pistol on you as well?
1: Uh yeah, just on the side, nothing drawn.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. So you start heading over there, Um, it kind of, it's a decent distance from the bar, kind of into a more, like, residential area. Um, It seems to be about a five-story kind of brick apartment building. Doesn't seem to be too well kept, like, the bottom first floor, most of its windows are kind of boarded up and shit. But on the third to fifth floor, they're kind of a bit nicer. Hmm. Uh, just probably because it's a lot harder to throw a rock that high than the first and second floor. So yeah, you are standing outside of it. And you see every some lights are on. It seems like this area is still you know living. You see kind of off in the corner and next to the alleyway. You see a hooker and some dude getting it on.
1: Hell yeah! Respect free market. Um, it's about what like six fifteen by now. Six twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so it's about
0: six six sixteen.
1: <laughs> ah yes. Uh, Baiko's just gonna walk in and, uh, attempt to go straight to the apartment building a few minutes early.
0: Yeah, you walk in, um, it looks like there's kind of a, you walk into what looks like it used to be a lobby area, at least, like, there used to be a couch there and, like, benches set up, but it's pretty much all just kind of fallen apart. And it doesn't really look like anyone uses this area to, terribly too much. And you come to a staircase, there seems to be one that goes down another floor, and then a staircase that goes up. Uh, I assume you head
1: up. Just go straight to uh, yeah. Looking hit... for any uh, suspicious peoples. Obviously, I feel like junkies and maybe like low income families would be common here. But anyone who looks specifically out of place, can keep an eye out for.
0: Uh, you don't necessarily notice anyone that isn't pretty much the category you just described. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at some point, some lady passes you, she's just kind of a you know, looks like a kind of a middle aged orc. But she's holding a laundry basket and walks past you on the stairs. Um, besides that, and no one else really comes close to you. You walk up to the third floor. It's kind of like your the carpet. The carpet is kind of like your like shitty like brown like patterned carpet. It's kind of that literally describes every single fucking carpet ever.
1: Like the um, light brown kind of shaggy yeah, carpet.
0: Yeah, the shaggy kind of carpet is the entryway, and then the doors, the walls are just kind of to this like. It looked like it was originally painted white, but then over time it became yellow from all the filth and no one ever cleaned it, so it's kinda like was a smoking yellow tint. inside and no one ever Yeah, it has a yellow tint and all the doors are just kind of there, they all look kind of not in terribly too great shape, some of the numbers are falling off, but you walk over, it basically goes from thirty all the way to thirty nine. You find apartment thirty two. <laughs>
1: Baiko's first going to inspect the door. Does it seem like there was any tampering or anything? Or does it...
0: Looks like a door. An old door.
1: Yeah. One on a i I'm gonna overthink this because, you know, I'm a, D- I'm a D&D player at heart, so... I gotta overthink everything.
0: As you, you know, walk up to the door, you kind of stop for a second and just kind of process it as your paranoia kind of creeps into the back of your head that this could possibly be some kind of trap.
1: Definitely. So... Baiko's going to have his hand on his gun, but he's going to try and open the door for you.
0: You go to turn the door, and the door... Turn it, and click! And you feel the door loosen, and you could open it.
1: Slowly open the door, peek inside.
0: So you open the door and peek inside. It looks basically... You see this entryway. Um, how far are you peeking in?
1: Um, it's
0: like literally opening a couple of inches, or...?
1: Open a couple of inches, kind of lean, lean the head in.
0: Okay, so yeah... You see, basically, it opens up into... So, basically, you enter through right here. So, enter right here. Uh, directly to the uh, right of you is kind of an, a doorway. It looks like probably the kitchen area. Mm-hmm. And then continuing past that seems to be... You see kind of a couch and a nice... Well, a uh, nice uh, kind of a large window kind of flastered along, you know, the far wall from you. And it looks like there's another hallway that uh, goes off to the left.
1: Gotcha. And this is and an apartment, apartment, not a hotel,
0: right? It's not yep, it's an apartment. Cool. Uh yeah. it's it's completely
2: dark in here. Besides the moonlight, or you know, the
0: sun setting and the moonlight kind of appearing in through the window. I know you have dark vision, it doesn't matter, shut the fuck up.
1: Low <laughs> <laughs> light vision go Barrr! So uh Baiko's going to open the door and uh feel the uh the wall to whichever whichever side the door opens to. He's going to reach over and feel for a light switch.
0: Uh, Yeah, you find Phil. It's kind of against, like, the kitchen wall area. Uh, kind of like the few feet that there is between the front door and the kitchen door. And you find a light switch. You flick it on. Yep. Your hand, electrocutes. You die. Um, gotcha. That. I already rolled so. my new character, so. <laughs> uh, you flick it on and kind of this, like, you hear this hum of electricity kind of start up in, like, the kitchen. And it kind of, you know, you see the light flicker on, a, you know, a um, fluorescent light kind of flicker on within the kitchen. And it kind of, like, is, seems to be struggling to keep a light, but it's doing its best. It's
1: doing what it can. Yeah. is going to shut the door behind, or er, walk in, and shut the door behind him. As he's he sh- steps in, he is going to draw his handgun, and he's slowly going to go down the rest of the building. Uh, yeah, the- so... Or you- the
0: yeah, so you enter, and basically as you turn past the kitchen, you kind of look in the kitchen, you just see kind of, it looks like normal kitchens, there's some dishes piled up, nothing terribly too interesting. Uh, you continue past the um, living room. The living room light didn't seem to have turned on, just the kitchen light. And basically as you're turning it, the kitchen light kind of like, and it glows back dark as it seems it has died. Darn. But you see, as you kind of look down the hallway, still able to see perfectly fine, uh, you see what looks like um, two doors kind of on opposite sides. The hallway's not terribly too long. It's only a couple of feet, um, or a couple of
1: meters.
0: (laughs) Two doors. uh, One of them seems to have a light underneath them, kind of shining outwards, while the other one is dark. And you notice you start hearing what sounds of shower.
1: Sounds of a shower?
0: Sounds of a shower. So, you know, the water falling.
1: Yeah, running and all that. Uh, Tiger is going to go back into the living room, and he's going to sit down with his handgun in his hand, then he's going to wait.
0: Okay, you wait uh, for about um three minutes or so. Go ahead and give me a perception test. Uh, visual based, if you have any modifiers towards that.
1: I got three hits.
0: Uh, yeah, so, you sit there, and you don't necessarily notice anything, you hear the shower kind of continue going in the background, um, but you do notice as you're sitting there trying to just, you know, looking around and listening to the sounds, the shower doesn't seem to, you know, when someone's in a shower, because you've showered before, um... I would hope, (laughs) um, it typically makes a different sound at some point in time as they're moving in the shower. The water, you know, it hits the ground at a different point in time. Yeah. It just sounds like the shower is just going in the same pattern. Gotcha. Almost as if the water is just running. Um, Go ahead and make me another perception uh, test. Let's go ahead and add uh, three dice onto that.
1: Another three hits.
0: Okay. And as you kind of, like, process this... Uh, you see kind of shifting, um, only a couple of feet from you, uh, you're familiar with the, um, give me a sec, give me a sec.
1: We're gonna have to restart the sentence for the podcast sake? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We gotta look up the definition of a word as to make sure he doesn't actually say some word that will defend everyone.
0: No, 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 no.
1: Oh, 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 oh! He's looking up the damage that I'm about to take from this this, yes. this uh, yes, lance sorry. that's about to go through my chest. Do harpoon guns exist in 2072? And question. <laughs> are they commonplace on the market? If I took a harpoon gun and killed Axe with a harpoon gun, would that have gotten me better points from the Johnson? <laughs>
0: Probably. <laughs> uh, Style. So, as you're kind of sitting there, you know, processing the uh, sounds and kind of realize what's happening, uh, you spot only a couple of, uh, only about a meter from you, uh, the familiar kind of shift of Thinium Polymer, which you're familiar with, is typically um, worn on chameleon suits, shifting as you kind of quickly hear a blade unsheathed and go ahead and give me a dodge roll. Eight hits. <laughs> So you kind of instinctively, kind of as you hear it coming towards you, you quickly pull down your katana and kind of like just—you're not sure why—you know where it's coming from. Your combat sense kind of procs. You take it down and kind of like pull it in front of your arm, uh, blade sharp side facing outwards, and kind of catch. Block the with blade. the forearm as well. Yeah, block with the forearm, kind of act extra support as just the um, the polymer on the chameleon suit breaks. And you notice in front of you, you have two different people in chameleon suits, uh, both of them wearing masks that look like tigers. And you also, your kind of, um, uh, your combat sense also procs, and you get the feeling that one's behind you as well. Let's go ahead and roll initiative.
1: I'm going, er, Baiko is going to attempt to, in this turn, one of the two in front of him, he's going to take his hand that has the handgun in it. And he is going to try and push them back. And then flip his arm back and take a... Will this be a quick draw or a called shot to fire at the one behind me?
0: Uh, a quick draw is basically pulling it from your holster and trying to pull off a shot. Okay. Uh, you just trying to, your gun to be sure it So yeah, you quickly basically, what you do is, uh, with your pistol, you kind of bring it upwards and kind of shove him off of your blade and quickly turn around and pull a shot at the one behind you. Um... Although, I am now I'm realizing this, uh, you do not have the ambidextrous quality, so you're going to take a minus two to your first shot.
1: I only got one hit. Okay. Okay. I also glitched.
0: So, yeah, basically, so as you turn around and take your shot, the one behind you that you're aiming at kind of brings up his weapon, uh, his katana, and it's still in the sheath, and kind of knocks the gun out of your hand, and it goes flying just a couple of years away from you.
1: Baiko brings his left hand with the handgun up and gets it knocked out of his hand, so bringing his arm forward, he slashes in a horizontal uh, arc towards the other two behind him, who are now currently behind him.
0: So as you bring the blade backwards, the one kind of farther away kind of shifts out inside of time, but the one closest to you, the katana kind of, it was a kind of lazy quick swing and it kind of just barely skins his chest as he's a Okay, so this guy in front of you, the second guy, the one that you currently touch at, he's actually just going to go do a normal attack at you, just kind of slice at your chest. Hey, I
1: got seven hits!
0: <laughs> he brings his sword forward, you quickly kind of just reposition yourself as it, you know, flies past you. So as you kind of reposition yourself from the two in front of you, you feel a hand suddenly grab your hand behind you, look at him, as he, uh, the, the one behind you has his katana put away, and he's currently trying to disarm you. So, he kind of goes to kind of just disarm you, kind of like go grab your hand and kind of pull out your katana, but you kind of quickly react, and you actually just pull your blade back in time where it actually cuts his hand. And, in, what you like well, actually, it's not your turn, but, um, and as you bring the blade forward, the guy kind of in front of you, uh, the guy kind of farthest from you in front, uh, lunges in to do a uh, sword attack on you. And so as you kind of bring the blade forward out of his hand from trying to disarm you, you quickly pull it forward and block the attack coming from in front of you and swing his sword towards the ground and kind of reposition yourself in a, a fighting stance. And it is your turn.
1: So with that, uh, Bayoko is going to attempt to break away from being surrounded and um, move to probably towards the window, from how I imagine if the window is yeah, in a free so corner.
0: You kind of get up and kind of push yourself back against the wall, and you see kind of the three of them kind of like approach you slowly, kind of in a menacingly way. um, And
1: like Robin Hood and the Merry Men, snap. Yes, yeah,
0: <laughs> you tough guy snap. And the one that was closest to you that you slash gives his chest. He's going to lunge at you and try to kind of pierce you through the window. So yeah, within while you're in this position, he quickly lunges forwards and just. I don't know, you're kind of starting to panic as you realize you're cornered. He quickly lunges his blade towards you. Uh, you bring down your blade to kind of block it, and you successfully block it, but as he kind of... You bring the sword, his sword downwards, he comes up with an elbow and hits you straight in the nose, dealing... Uh, five stun damage to you. on. And with that... It is... We will reroll roll initiative. And um, how does it feel that you haven't hit a single point
1: of these guys? Not great. <laughs> I roll well for dodging. I don't roll, roll well for attacking. Uh, re-roll initiative. Fuck. Uh, so, how does damage negative modifiers affect rolling initiative?
0: So,
1: minus... I'm minus one right now.
0: Minus
1: 1 from your total initiative. From total, okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's... 12 plus 3d6. So that'd be 21, so... My initiative is Alright, and
2: you are up.
1: Cool. Kaiako um, kind of jolts back from getting hit, hitting the head of the dude's elbow, and goes uh, just going to slash downward then to attempt to fight off his attacker.
0: So you bring back your blade, and as he's kind of you know still recover, like he elbows you, and kind of he doesn't expect you to recover so fast, and you bring down your you quickly recover and bring down your blade. But kind of the way his body kind of recovers, he manages to just move his body just in time, where he kind of catches the handle of your blade instead. And you kind of use that momentum to basically bash him in the side of the school. Got fucking discombobulated. Uh, bash him in the side of the school with your blade, and he kind of goes falling to the ground and, like, grabs his head as he's, you know, slowly getting back up.
1: Bako's gonna look out the window. Is there, uh, any balconies, anything below him? Oh, no. <laughs> Fun.
0: There's the ground.
1: There's the ground, yeah, no. <laughs> I would say death before Xander, but fuck that. (laughs) Realistically, fuck that. Nah, fuck it, he's gonna gonna take another fucking sword attack to the face, because he's a bitch.
0: So as you kind of pull your sword back up to do another slashing bow as he's on the ground, um, one of his allies behind him kind of quickly lunges out his sword and kind of catches it as it was just about to hit him, kind of redirects the attack into the wall. As he kind of, you know, redirects your attack, he takes that advantage as your weapon's kind of off the side down and brings the sword upwards and cuts a slash through your armor, upwards through your chest, uh, kind of reaching from your hip up to your shoulder blade. No, not your blade, Reaching from your hip up to your kind of your armpit area, and you are dealt six physical damage. After that, it is this guy's turn. Uh, so enemy number two is actually just going to kind of use his turn to kind of get up off of the ground and kind of recover from his position as he's still kind of, you see he's like the massive dripping blood from the nose area. So he's just kind of scapegoating himself.
1: As um, Baigo looks around and he notices that the situation's looking pretty grim he doesn't really see a way that he's going to win this with the whole three-on-one dishonorable tactics he chuckles to himself slightly and mentions to the three of them. I like your little outfits, but uh, <laughs> I thought there was a code of honor amongst amongst the clan.
0: <laughs> uh, one of them, the one that's kind of recovering the one that you hit, um, looks at you. There's no code of honors for traitors by go. <laughs> uh,
1: Well. Had a good you- run. I'll see you all in hell. And he, as Tiger flips the katana backwards, he takes the sword and he thrusts it towards himself. But instead of hitting his chest, he hits the window behind him as it shatters. And he thrusts himself back through it. To throw himself out the window.
0: As Bayeko turns the katana around and sticks it through the window, you hear the shatter and push yourself backwards. And you start just, things kind of go in slow-mo as like your body kind of falls backwards, and you kind of, like, you know, your body repositions to a point where you're heading head first into the pavement, glass kind of falling around you, kind of a real cliche moment. Um, And suddenly, you feel something just this, like, almost as if a parachute is pulled from your back, and your body just kind of on its own repositions itself as you hear a loud, like, gust of wind almost. And Baiko kind of lands onto the ground. It's just kind of almost super hand pose. Kind of lands. He does a on, super super. Yeah, kind of a super hand pose. <laughs> Baiko, as you land, you look up behind you to see these about meter long, uh, black to green we- dragon scaled wings, uh, kind of just sprouting from your back. You kind of summoned effortlessly. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to be any painful or anything like that. They seem to be almost natural. And you kind of like. You think about moving them, and they just kind of, like, flutter with your, like, thoughts and commands. Uh, You kind of give a deep push, and it feels like you can feel your body lightly hovering off the ground just a tad bit, but not enough to push you off the ground. Um, But then they kind of fold back behind you. As your wings kind of fold behind you, they almost, like, disappear kind of invisibly and slowly, starting from the bottom and uh, uh, back. But now, looking behind you, you can see the other—you can see two of the— what you now assume to be Yakuza members, um, looking down on you,
2: and they just seem to be staring at you. Tiger looks up, tries to keep his composure, raise, raises his hand up, flips them off, starts to walk down the street. Uh...
0: You kind of hear them shouting at each other in Japanese, um, and you realize you should probably start running. So yeah, <laughs> uh, you end up <laughs> starts
1: walking, away. starts walking a few or for a few steps, and then once they're out of sight, like they go back inside, sprints.
0: <laughs> so you sprint away. Um, oh, where are you heading?
1: Now that's that's a good question.
0: Uh, you could find some random. Coffin Hotel to stay at for the night. Uh, You were looking for a hotel to start your initiative in.
1: Yeah, probably then. Just go there.
0: Okay. Uh, So, yeah, you kind of run off for about an hour, you know, uh, quite a bit of time. Uh, You eventually find a hotel. Um, You enter it, kind of sleep off the rest of the night. Um, Some things happen in between that we'll go over in the actual future session. Um,
2: But at some point, you get a knock at your door.
0: We'll say by one of the days you're meditating and, you, you know, taking this time to focus on initiating, uh, you are interrupted by a loud knock on your door.
1: About what time is it?
0: Uh, we'll say it's probably getting... It's about 2 o'clock.
2: Uh, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Okay. is uh,
1: going to... I assume there's a peephole in the door, yeah? Uh, no. I see. Is there a chain lock or anything, or is it just... Yeah,
0: there's a chain lock.
1: Cool. Chainlock on, uh, is going to have his katana in one hand and open the door slightly.
0: Uh, you open the door and you see a familiar face. Uh, you recognize this as Dr. Wright. Hello, Subject 131. Would you mind on letting us in?
2: Um, those two with you
1: are Draco Foundation. Right. Not... Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, give me one, give, give me one sec. Shuts the door. He- tiger intentionally takes a little bit longer to fiddle with the lock like very obviously like jingling it to make it sound louder you hear it slide open slowly take the door lock off and open the door
0: as you like as the door starts clicking dr Bright kind of pushes in pushing you back and he kind of walks in the room uh you now notice he's holding a pistol in his hand uh and in pushes the two other guards um, just kind of your stereotypical black suit tie sunglasses kind of typical
1: yeah very Um, big bulky build yeah yeah.
0: Um, they kind of push in the room one of the guards closes the door kind of stands with his back to the door looking inwards Dr. White looks around the room so he kind of reaches into his coat pulls out what looks to be a tiger's mask and throws it onto the bed do you want to talk about it
2: (sighs) Um, because I'll be honest with you, Tiger, Um, if you could at least somewhat, what's the right words,
0: cover your tracks, or, I don't know, get rid of anyone that sees you as a Drake, because guess what? You getting known to be a Drake is a very bad situation for not only the Draco corp. Uh, but also for you, because once it gets out that you're a drake, you're going to have a lot bigger problems on your plate than just us, and that bomb in your head. Dragons are going to start coming for you, tiger. Dragons do not play nice. I see. Understand? understand. I, so, I, I get the gist. Now that we figure out what the Draco Knight did to your body, and that it gave you wings that seem to activate uh, I don't know when you're in need... Um, Let's try to avoid those situations or kill anyone besides your other teammates that, you know, see these things.
2: Yeah, yeah, Yeah? definitely.
0: Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Do you have any questions? Have you experienced any other evolutions due to the Draco Knight? Any of you have noticed scales uh, shooting fire from your mouth?
1: Not that I'm aware.
0: Um... Have you seen anything in your teammates? They haven't came to us. We haven't noticed anything.
1: My first awakening—that's what you want to call it—happened just the other night. Besides that, I have no idea. Not seen my teammates, or if I have, I haven't seen anything interesting about them. Understood. Well,
2: please
0: do keep please do keep your eyes on Cerberus. Uh, we don't know what the Draco Knight will do to her specifically, and she's the most valuable out of the group. So, Ouch. let me know if you see anything, um, especially since I don't believe she'll be very open with revealing it to us, unlike someone else.
2: Probably not. <sighs> okay. This was fun. I'm glad we had this talk. Yeah, yeah. Alright, uh, you enjoy
0: your place and he kind of turns out walks out the door guards follow close the door and sitting on the bed is a mask uh, you kind of pick it up and look inside the insides pretty much just covered in blood and with that we will kind of fade to black the tops company inc has sole ownership of the names logo artwork marks photographs sound audio video and any proprietary material used in connection to the game shadow run Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to an Absolute Direct Storm podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and any proprietary material for promotional and informational purposes on its website. But it does not endorse and does not affiliate with an Absolute Direct Storm podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. Thank you for
2: listening and have a good night, chummers.